listening to the Loving BDSM podcast, episode 346. Kayla Lord's here with the one, the only, the guy who dicked me down pretty good this morning, John Brownstone. I'm glad you think so. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. All and, right. and that tongue is still magical and lots of good things. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. Uh, this week, we're answering questions we received from that handle I fucking hate over on Instagram. Keeping it light and easy. I don't know if I'm going to rant. We'll find out together. Okay. Welcome. It's, it's always interesting to uh, see what happens on that. Mm, yeah. Can't ever predict yeah. it. Welcome to the Loving BDSM podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Friday for your kinky pleasure and education, and show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Loving BDSM, on FetLife at Loving BDSM PC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate, Loving DS and the number one, so that's at Loving DS1, or on YouTube at youtube.com slash Loving BDSM, where you can watch us live stream the podcast every Wednesday. All links are in the show notes. A big thanks as always to our kinky patrons over on Patreon, including our newest peeps. We're able to do this very weird thing we do on the internet in large part because of our kinky patrons and we are grateful for every fucking one of you. If you'd like to join our kinky community and get access to extra content plus a discord server with a group of super cool, super nice kinksters, you can do that. Just join us at patreon.com slash Kayla Lords. That's patreon.com slash Kayla Lords or use the link in the show notes. Okay. Okay. Before Here we go. You're going to turn the fan on. I'm, I'm going to turn the fan on. So if you hear a hum in the background, that's just us trying to keep cool. Right. Uh, yeah. Because, whoo, yeah, Florida summer is creeping in. I'm yep. so sad when I look at the weather reports and it's, I know. it's the 90s right now. I'm mm-hmm. like, wait, wait. It's only April when it's happening. But this is typical. Okay. So we asked for questions over the handle I fucking hate. And we're going to go through them. I'm not trying to make uh, this... Um, a rapid fire, but I I would like to see if we're capable of it. Uh, if we get through these questions that we got from Instagram, we may turn to the live chat through the YouTube live stream and see what else we get. We shall see. No promises made. First question, uh, and I, I I called this an ask us anything. I thought we'd get more kink related questions. We got more personal questions, oh, which is fine. Okay. Which is fine. To preface this question, uh, first question: Do the boys refer to John as Mr. John? all the time and then they sweetly said is that something i'm supposed to ask you can ask whatever Mm -hmm. if there if we ever come across a question we're like we're not comfortable answering that we'll happily go we're not comfortable answering that it hasn't happened yet that is not a challenge but it just hasn't so yes the boys call you yeah they they do for the for the most part they they call me mr john um on occasion um when they're being and and this can go for either one when they're being sarcastic um, I'm referred to as the parental figure. Yes. They do mean it sarcastically <laughs> yes. in a lighthearted sarcastic, not a moody teenager, I hate your fucking guts in these 30 mm-hmm. seconds. Um, thankfully, they don't seem to have that kind of relationship with you at all. Like they get annoyed at us. They get yeah. angry at us if they don't like <clears throat> something we have said to them or some expectation. Um, but actually, I can tell how comfortable they are with you because the three of y'all actually spend most evenings at dinner fucking roasting one another to the point that I am uncomfortable because I absolutely was raised in that environment of anything that could even have the whiff of disrespect meant lightheartedly or not was like immediately shut down very severe reactions and so I sort of sit at the table and embrace myself because y'all are all just call each other anything 
but a child of God. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, I think this is their love language. I'm going to try not to interfere. If I want to shut it down, I turn some crude comment they've made into a teaching moment about sex. That will shut the room down. Everybody's like, oh, fuck, we didn't want this, mom. Yeah. But yes, he is Mr. John all the time, which is helpful to me because it's become a secondary title because I do not use yeah. the term daddy uh, to address JB in front of them because they only know one other person who was daddy when they were growing up because that that was their biological yeah. father. Um, so for me to say that in front of them, just questions I don't feel like answering. So I get to use Mr. John as a another now I, like now I, there, form there, of respect. I, I, I don't I don't remember what I said. I was picking up the youngest one day from school, and he was in a bit of a mood. And I was kind of giving it right back to him. Mm-hmm. And I honestly do not remember what I said. But he, he looked at me in the car and goes, that is not something a father should do to his son. I love it every time he refers to himself as your, yeah. as your son instead of your stepson. Yeah. <laughs> like, a little cold heart just like thaws a little bit. <laughs> yeah. No, the youngest thinks of you absolutely as his dad, even though he yeah. understands legally you're his stepfather, because you came into his life when he was three. Three. Um, and have been there ever since. And his father exited his life when he was, his biological father, exited his life when he was two. So he has almost no, like the, he's heard his voice, he's seen pictures, but like the memory of who he has grown up around is all JB. The oldest has clearer, not that mm -hmm. many, because the fucker exited his life when he was six, but um, the oldest has more connection to his biological father right. and more memories. And so is, especially in the rocky years when, when we were deep in middle school hell with the oldest and undiagnosed ADHD and undiagnosed depression, and we had no fucking clue, um, the, he would make that distinction very clearly you're now that's my stepfather not my father blah 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 but even that as he's gotten older and matured and diagnosed and treated and all that yeah. good stuff he it's still very much a stepfather thing his thing is now that he's getting older he's like i'm not sure i want to keep calling him mr john i'm you know i'm about to go to college mr john i'm thinking oh Baby, I didn't raise you Southern enough because I promise you <laughs> in my 40s, there are still some people older than me that will absolutely be Miss or Mr. I don't care how fucking old I get. But I said, well, if you don't, if that's not comfortable for you anymore, you, you got to go talk to the man himself. I can't make that decision for y'all. Um, and to my knowledge, I don't think he ever has brought it up mm -hmm. to you. He might. He might not. Mm. Okay. Next question. Ah, uh, well. What are your thoughts on blood play slash period play? It's my absolute favorite and it's rarely spoken about. Um, I wanna stop before we get into our thoughts. If you're looking for people who are open about um, period sex or anything like that, one of my good friends uh, who's a sex blogger, Molly Moore, I believe she has written about uh, her experiences with period sex before her website is Molly's with an S Molly's daily kiss.com. She also runs something called kink of the week. Uh, if you Google mm -hmm. that, you'll find it. And I think they've done 
um, blogging things around this um, topic for anybody who might be interested in it. Uh, you start first. What are your thoughts okay. on blood play? Um, actual blood play is not something I, I have ever been interested in. Mm -mm, me um, that is, you know, I know peop there are people who enjoy it, who love it, and, you know, in enjoy it. Right. More power to you. More, uh, more, more power to you. You know, in, enjoy it to your heart's content. Um, when there are pictures that people post, you know, I, I just kind of go on by. Um, not my thing to see. Um, now, as far as uh, sex during menstruation, that doesn't bother me. We've never had that we, opportunity. You and I have never had that opportunity. In in the past, that has never bothered me. And that would be a question I would ask you. So I haven't had a period since the 13-year-old, right after he was born, I got on IUD, but stopped my period. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, late <laughs> 2021, yes, yes, I had a hysterectomy. So no IUD now and no periods. It's wonderful. I love it. Uh, <laughs> I've never been so grateful to have a 10 centimeter fibroid in my life. <laughs> the doctor was like, guess what I could do for this? And I was like, go for it. Um, and I, if I were still having my period, if I still had the same thoughts and feelings I had when I was having a period about my period, um, absolutely fucking hated every fucking second of it. Um, I probably would not be into it, but it is comforting mm -hmm. to know that you wouldn't have given a, a shit. You'd have been mm -hmm. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I am pretty squicked out by blood in general, so I'm yeah. not gonna be into blood play at all. I loathed my period with a hate that probably means I should have gone to therapy for that. It, it was it, it was tied to traumatic stuff from being a kid. Um, I know why I hated it. Well, um, plus it also sucked. I had one of those really awful periods, mm -hmm. but to have like wanted to have sex. I mean, I was usually, when I had my period, I was so down with cramps. I'd have been like, I'm gonna need you to get the fuck away from me anyway. Yeah, and, and see many, many years ago, somebody I was involved with, um, when their period came on, mm -hmm. they were like, highly aroused i would be aroused right before my excuse me my my period came on mm -hmm. um like i'd be whoo if i wasn't like cranky as fuck i was horny as fuck sometimes so i was both um and it was usually after my period maybe by like a week that i'd be like mm -hmm. oh yeah i'm down for this but that week and or sometimes up to nine days as is my experience uh yeah no i wouldn't i wouldn't have participated because i'd have been like I, I love you get the fuck away from me don't touch me <laughs> just hand me a heating pad leave me alone in this co cool dark yeah. room uh this sucks so yeah i certainly have no judgment against it i know there mm -hmm. are absolutely folks who <laughs> engage in it rara even mentioned in uh live chat that that's her and i don't know if you so Rara, if y'all listening don't know, uh, is co-host of a podcast called The Pink Kink Podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know, Rara, let us know in the live chat if you have an episode on that or if you will have one. Um, first of all, we highly recommend the podcast. Second yes. of all, if you're into it and people are talking about it, that might be a place to uh, go find more information. Um, and like I said, also my my good friend Molly, Molly Moore, uh, website mollysdailykiss.com. She links to kink of the week over there. So if you're interested in either first person experiences like that and or what others have written about it, you might find it there. Okay, next question. This mm -hmm. one's more for you than for me. Okay. How do you plan scenes? 
I do not. (laughs) 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 At this point in our relationship, if I know a scene is being planned, I say things like, here's what hurts. Here's what I'm not feeling right now. Uh, Today I was like, I just fucking washed my hair. Please be careful what you put in it, including hands and fluids. Like, no, thank you. Uh, And after that, I just kind of let you go. So JB, how do you plan scenes? Um, well, you know, first I kind of think about, and, and this is especially now since, you know, we kind of play regularly. We have our, our Wednesday morning play sessions, which has been fantastic. Oh yeah. That's an upcoming question. So, yeah. And, um, you know, I, I guess it kind of first starts, um, what I want to do, mm-hmm. you know, is it going to be an impact session? Is it going to be wax play? Is it going to be this, going to be that? And, and I kind of go along those lines and then I kind of start, you know, because I know you so well, mm-hmm. I, I kind of start acting the scene out in my head. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Is it sort of like having a conversation, planning a conversation in your head before you have it? Kind of like you used to, you know, when, when you used to, uh, speak at eroticon oh my you know, god you would, i pace pra- up and down you would practice in the shower and in the bedroom <laughs> and in the bathroom <laughs> and in the car yes yes i yes so you know it it's kind of like that i i i kind of play it through my head almost like a, a movie mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah yeah. i get that i get that <laughs> and uh you know it's funny because as as i'm and and this is like several days or even more in advance and it's kind of funny because there's certain things that, you know, I'm doing. No, actually, I don't like that. I don't think I want to do that. I want, I want to try something else. Mm-hmm. And, and I just kind of run it through kind of like a dry run in my head. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now, when you were, you've got lots of experience at this point planning scenes. When you were, like, new to the idea of scene, doing kink scenes, mm-hmm. how, what did that kind of planning look like? Um... At that time, it was it was rather sparse. Mm. Um, did not. It's kind of evolved for me. Okay. All right. Early on, it was just, you know, okay, we're here. We're going to play. Let's do this. And you, there was like no thought, no, not, not that not much a, thought. Ahead not of that time. much thought ahead of time. Was it more based on obviously what a partner was willing to do and what you were willing to do, but also like just what toys you might have had? Like, yeah. Okay, I got a flogger. We'll do a flogger mm-hmm. scene. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I mean, at, at that time, I had very, I had limited toys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, and uh, so that that's kind of how it, it went. But yeah, it it that that has evolved, and it's become more of a thing to plan scenes now and really, gotcha. You know, play them out in my head first. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. Next question. This is kind of in lo- line with what you were talking about, how we now play on a more regular basis. Okay. Has your spicy page found in uh, our link tree. The link tree, forest. <laughs> our link tree or the show notes of your podcast listener. We are on OnlyFans. That's what the spicy page is. Has your spicy page helped you reconnect a little and find more joy in spicy time? Absolutely. Yeah. I look forward to it. I get very cranky if something if is going to derail some, yeah. our Wednesday morning. Um, you know, it's only happened a time or two mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but yeah it it is definitely um i find myself definitely looking forward to wednesday mornings mm-hmm. and you know there there has been a i think once that i've kind of said to you you know I, i'm not sure what i feel like doing 
Mm -hmm. this time but for the most part it's like i'm it's i think it's one of those things i mean as as long as there's interest in doing it it's a little bit of like a a self-perpetual kind of thing like the more you do it and the more you get into that habit your brain just kind of gets geared towards oh let's think of ideas and it doesn't mean you won't have moments where you're like oh fuck what are we gonna do but it just sort of feeds on itself snowballs yeah yeah what i enjoy is the not quite knowing like mm-hmm. i can tell when it's going to be a spanking kink scene paddle or whatever else because i know what the camera setup will be like yeah. when i get home because you set up the camera uh, and the lights while i'm taking the youngest to school and basically when i get home from that assuming I, there's not something else that's like pressing that has to be done we mm-hmm. within 10 minutes like at the very least, I'm probably naked. Um, <laughs> um, but when I see that the camera angle is a little different, different and I'm like, or, oh, like today. Oh, yeah. we're doing something different. Um, and I've enjoyed the not quite knowing what it might be. Mm-hmm. I have also enjoyed, so not this week that we're recording. That scene was very sex driven. There was, it was about sex toys and having sex and oral sex. It was very, it was very sex. That's not always the case. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it is kink driven and it's like a spanking, a paddling, a this, a that. Um, But um, the week, last week, you used two toys that would never come under a list of my favorites. I tolerate (laughs) them and I did not say for it out, but it was all stinging, um, sharp sensations that are not my favorite. It was a wooden spoon and thick stick. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> and I—that was one of those times where I wasn't sure how long I was going to be able to last because the sensations were hard for me, mm-hmm. and yet I really enjoyed not just the connection and us doing the thing, but at the end of it when it was done, I enjoyed the marks. Yeah. I enjoyed the fact that I did endure it, and I was like, okay, mm-hmm. that was not easy. <laughs> that was and that would not go in my personal top five of things we do together but i'm glad we did it and i and i'm glad that i kind of breathed through that or screamed Mm -hmm. through it as the case may be um so yeah yeah, i i I definitely think i mean we always have a certain connection between us but i think having these these weekly play sessions has definitely strengthened and changed that bond it's brought back parts of our connection that had sort of like been put on the back burner yes like we've we're always connected is why even when we weren't really getting to scene with any regularity even a 10 minute you know paddle my ass kind of Mm -hmm. situation would be enough for us because there even it doesn't have to end in sex it doesn't have to end in orgasms it doesn't have to none of that just doing that we in the moment and afterwards are much more connected and yeah. now instead of it being kind of one-offs every however long and it coming at random and it never feeling like there's time we're making the time for it and we're actively looking forward to our and it's wednesday morning that's <laughs> wednesday is a record and content day like yeah. all the things we make will probably be done on a wednesday um and that's one of them um but yeah like I, we're already, we've had a couple of conversations about this and I don't quite know how we're, what we're gonna do, but we also time it so that there's not a single child at home who right. could possibly overhear, which gives me more freedom to be more vocal and also avoids conversations we don't wanna have with our you children. Were, you, were, you were very vocal this morning. I was actually holding back because I kept thinking I heard <laughs> noises in the living room and I was like, I know nobody's home, but these noises are like tripping me up. Um, 
But we have talked about what we're going to do when summer comes and the kids yeah. are home. We don't know. We have had a couple of ideas, but those require a budget. So we, we don't mm-hmm. know. We also did. I apparently like torturing myself. If you ever wondered how much of a masochist I am, I said, well, we could try to do things that are quiet. And the challenge could be you basically tormenting me with pleasure to see if I can stay quiet. Um, so that might come up a time or two because yeah. I mentioned it to you and you you're very my, non-committal. My eyes kind of sparkle, though, right? right. Yes. So mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. been a fun thing, too, because I don't plan scenes. See previous question. But I will have <laughs> ideas, and I'll throw them out at him and be like, here, do what you will with and this. I, and I will take them into consideration, and then right. I'll spin them in my own way. Yep. Right. Exactly. Okay. This one's not really a question, so I'm not quite sure. Ex- so you're just going to get what we give you because I'm not quite okay. sure what you're looking for. But they said, just in a new DS relationship and trying to navigate the emotional connection. So my question would be navigate it or build it? Because navigating it implies that there are feelings, but you don't know where those feelings are going. Or are you trying to build it? Or are you trying to understand the emotional connection? So what are your first thoughts upon hearing this? Say, give it to me again. Just in a new DS relationship mm-hmm. and trying to navigate the emotional connection. Mm. Um, yeah, that's kind of difficult because um, is the other person looking for an emotional connection? Or maybe you they're know, both feeling or, emotional. Or, yeah. Emotions, it's, I should say. It's, it's kind of hard. Um, to, to me, you get involved with somebody in a DS relationship, especially someone you you play with on a regular basis, there's going to be some kind of emotional right. c- connection. And they t- um, it tends to be intense. Yeah. Um, um, you know, that's that's kind of what makes DS breakups so hard, too, mm-hmm. because, you know, that, that of that. But, um, yeah, it, it's kind of, of difficult. You're right. It's not quite a question. But there, there's so much to it, you know. Are are you both looking to form an emotional connection? You know, I have heard of people who go into something, go in as a top and bottom, where they're just play partners, and one person may develop oh, emotional yeah. feelings and the other doesn't. You know, so it's. Um, and also the navigating the emotional connection, if if that is meaning I'm feeling things that I'm not used to feeling, my partner is feeling things mm-hmm. that maybe they're not used to feeling and or you're not used to being on, on the receiving end of. I think, you know, it goes back to the most boring answer of all time and that's communication. So if you're feeling certain things that maybe you either didn't expect to feel or you're not used to it or that are bringing up other feelings from previous relationships that maybe didn't go so well, you've got to talk about it on some level. Yes. Um, I go back to moving the other boring answer we give all the time, which is go very slow um, Mm -hmm. because those emotional, that emotional connection um, can also bring about or be part of a sort of frenzy. So we talk most about sub frenzy, but uh, there was a dominant or a top, I can't remember who, who reached out at one point and went, yeah, but what about dom frenzy or top frenzy? Mm-hmm. Which I have no doubt is probably a thing. And the idea of frenzy, when we talk about it for subs, tends to be this overwhelming need and urge and drive to do the kinky things to the point that you will sometimes 
not follow best practices or keep yourself safe or ignore red flags. Um, that's usually the bad end of it. The more neutral part of it is it can help people feel uh, legitimately or not um, very intense emotional connections. And when I say legitimately or not, that either they would not have had otherwise without this sense of frenzy or that they believe are very real, but are maybe not reciprocated from the other side or maybe overwhelming to the other partner. So if there's a frenzy there that's amplifying everything, that can feel overwhelming. That can feel like, you know, is this moving too fast? Is this more than I asked for? Is, are we being safe or like there's all, you know, there's all kinds of things yeah. that can be. So if there's a struggle with the navigating the emotional connection, look to see if frenzy for either side is part of that. Is everything just amplified because there's this excitement of the newness, the finally I get to do the kinky thing, the whatever, whatever. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, without a more pointed question, those are some of the thoughts, yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. This one's for you, specifically Uh-oh. for you. You are oh. the only one who could ever, in the world, answer this question. Oh my, putting the pressure on me. For the kinkery, mm-hmm. will you ever restock your butt plugs? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I have every intention of it. I've actually got several um tucked away on there waiting and um i've got a number of pieces of wood ready to be made into those you have to find more hours in the day because i've already given you a list of things i need you to make you have you have but i know if you rocked up with just even a few butt plugs i could probably sell them i know that and um it's funny they ask that because um I, I'm not going to ask you the question here, but um, the last couple of days in in that note, there was something in regard to those that I've been wanting to ask you. And is this your way of hoping I'll remember this when we're done and maybe we can actually have that conversation? Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> that probably just got lost to the ether. So, yes, it's in your plans. Yes, it is. If nothing else, I would maybe at the the maximum by the holidays oh yeah yeah um but know, hopefully on, sooner on on the same note uh it was kind of funny there there was a time i i had said to you you know the little uh butt plug keychains oh I god made. i could sell they, the shit out they, of those things they just sat and sat and sat and sat and then we got on the butt plug side of the kinky world and and then all of a sudden they were gone they, they just in a flash gone. and they were so cute they were these little baby butt plugs with yep. a keychain ring yep. on them. <laughs> so cute actually somebody saw our little baby butt plugs that were part of the keychains and your larger ones that were like typical butt Mm -hmm. plug size and was like you should make a chest set out of these and i still want you to do that you don't have any time to do that but i want you to do that okay next question okay how would you go about getting started in uh kink or a kinky lifestyle if you were starting from scratch today what do you think you'd do um I, I would say look for uh, local munch. Mm-hmm. Um, look for educational opportunities. Um, you know, while uh, lockdown during COVID sucked, 
Um, one of the best things to come from it was online workshops. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, it, it is really nice to see that since all that has, has faded to a certain extent, to the most part, um, online workshops and things have continued. Mm -hmm. um, they have seen that there is truly a need for it. And, and online workshops are a thing if you don't have something available to you locally. Mm -hmm. You know, so, you know, definitely um, munches, meet people in the lifestyle. You know, you can learn a lot from people. Uh, maybe what, maybe their style is not in line with what you want, but there's always tidbits you can glean from it. And, and you know, learn, 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 and learn. Mm -hmm. If you already have a partner and y'all are exploring mm -hmm. this together, you're trying to figure this out together, uh, go slow. Yeah. Talk, talk, talk till you're talked out. Um, when it comes to like the kinky stuff or power exchange, start with something you're both mutually excited to try. Start slowly, mm -hmm. but start with a thing that just sounds like overwhelmingly, this is a thing I'd be super into. If you don't know what that is, um, BDSM checklists can be really helpful for that. Um, at least in terms of seeing just how much is out there and, and trying to go to figure out what immediately intrigues you and what immediately makes you go, no, thank you. Um, those can be overwhelming. So break that up over multiple conversations, like go over a little bit at a time kind of deal. Um, if you're single and dating and you have done, have been teaching yourself learning about uh, kink and maybe kind of getting into community, whether it's online or in person, and you're like, yeah, but I'm trying to find a partner. How do I do that? Um, to the extent that you are comfortable, uh, one thing to consider is in your bios or wherever you're trying to meet potential partners, lead with what you feel like you know about your kinks already. Um, there's absolutely an argument to be made about revealing that to somebody after like the first date, if there's a connection, but there is in my mind, a very good argument to be made for not having to go through that because that ends up being fraught for people. And if you're still new to the idea of being kinky, the idea of telling somebody on the second or third date, Hey, I'm really into you, but this is kind of what I'm looking for or what I'm into. That can be a bit much. Let people weed themselves out. If they're like, mm -hmm. yeah, that's not my thing you'd rather find out from that first, you know, DM or because they maybe read your bio, than have the date or have the multiple days of conversations really feel like you're into them and then stress yourself the fuck out. Like, and then have them go, Oh, but I'm not kinky. <laughs> like, you know, I'm, I'm glad I don't have to try and go find a partner in 2023, but I, I, on everything I do, if my yeah. name is attached to it as Kayla Lords, it, you're gonna see somewhere kinky and and or submissive. Like I'm, I'm just putting it there. You're gonna know who you're dealing with, and I'm, yeah. I'm a fan of that to the extent that people are, you know, feel comfortable and safe doing that. So that would be other things. Also, um, as you're learning, think about how you learn best because everywhere content exists, there's kinky content. So mm -hmm. if you prefer videos, absolutely on YouTube. There's <laughs> we are like a teeny tiny little goldfish in a very big pond. <laughs> so yeah. like you might start with us, but you'll find others. Uh, Evie Lupine, um, what's the safe word? Um, others that I can't think of, but those are, yeah. um, 
older videos from Cat Black when she talked about a little bit about being kinky. Cat Black is just amazing to follow in general. Um, so, but if you're if you're like I'm a video person, there's stuff on YouTube. If you're a, I'm a listener, there's tons of podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a reader, there are tons of blogs out there. You might have to go dig in for them. Turn turn off Safe Search and Google if you want to find anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but think about how you learn best, and then follow that rabbit hole. If you are on Instagram, there's a whole kinky side to Instagram. If you are on TikTok, there is kink talk. Not all of it's good information, but it's a starting point. So however you like to learn and consume content, and consume mm-hmm. information, start there. Like remove a barrier to it feeling difficult um, to do. So uh, last question from Instagram uh, asked, what are our favorite romance authors lately? Oh, I have one that comes right to the top of, top of my mind. Uh, her name is Katie. Her author is Katie Roberts, K-A-T-E-E Roberts. I have read Neon Gods, which I think is it's one of many books that um, she's written. Um, it was super kinky, but like, you know, really like done really well. It's uh, um, gods and goddesses, mythology, retellings. Mm. It's really good writing i I bought the one book i read it and now i've i have i want to own all of those books (laughs) all of the the writing is really good the sex is really hot the kink is hot and yet nothing that made me go whoo we couldn't have had a conversation about consent here Mm -hmm. (laughs) the the conversations about consent did not take me out of the story and also i was not thrown out of the story by wondering why two random people were doing like it it was good bdsm writing um so that's my okay my favorite katie roberts okay i i can't really help on that i have not been reading any kink or well this just is romance authors so yeah i know anything I'm, with a little bit of a little bit of spice in it would probably count okay. what about your alice in wonderland retelling well, yeah nothing romantic about that well was it <laughs> sexual yes it was okay. um yes it was um hang on and i can give you the author in a moment um the book was called we're all crazy down here I opened up the images on my camera and just saw my own tits. I was like, wait, what? Oh, yeah, that's right. That's me. Yeah, you do. Hang on. I have to force quit my Kindle app. (laughs) (laughs) It's been acting up lately. There we go. Come on. There we go. There we go. What's the author? Here it is. Um, It's called We're All mad here and the author is leanne bell b-e-l-l b-e-l-l-e ah leanne bell mm-hmm. uh yep. we will try i will try when i'm doing show notes and later for podcast folks to put some mm-hmm. of this information down in the description box or the show notes page it, it was a very um enjoyable read and uh, all I will say is that it definitely was a wild ride. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, okay. So those are all the questions we got from Instagram this, okay. uh, 
this week. We have only been, this is, I don't like to end them these short. So mm-hmm. let's say we'll give a couple minutes for folks in the YouTube live chat to ask a question. Here are some, some rules before you start asking questions. One, please tag us at LovingBDSM. That shows up bright and loud and easy uh, when we're looking at live chat. Two, if it requires a multi-post or multiple hundreds words of context and backstory, this was is not the place for to ask that question. We have a contact page on our website. Please use that. We will uh, respond to you in writing. So, like, if it can be contained into one text, like, here are all the characters YouTube gives me to chat in live chat. That is the question. Um, we will go with um, probably depending on how long they take the first, like two or three, maybe four. Mm -hmm. Um, So while um, we're giving people time to ask to do that, um, you can sing the Jeopardy theme song if you'd like. I need to, I need to uh, message something to somebody um, real quick. Oh goodness. uh, Because of something I saw in live chat. Um, uh, So you, you entertain. You're putting the pressure on me again. I know. My goodness. So, I... Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right? Now, see what you did? See what you did? But... Give you a... Okay. I'm back with you now. That really took less time than I thought. See, thank you. Go ahead. Okay, you saved me. No, I'm. I'm want to watch you squirm and try and actually keep this going. Is this what it's like to not have a neuro spicy brain? You can't just open your mouth and words fall out. Like you actually have to know what you want to talk about and think about it ahead of time. Oh no, I yeah. don't. I don't have uh, that problem. Ah, uh, Tasha's giving me a pop quiz. Do I remember what you want to talk about after the live stream? No, I do not. <laughs> You do you remember? Because I hope you yes, remember. Yes, I do. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember at all. Thanks. Mm. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Uh, I'm definitely one of those people who I'm good with comfortable silences. Like we're in a room mm-hmm. together. I'm with people I'm really comfortable with. It's okay for it to be quiet. That's fine. Yeah. When it comes to a microphone in front of my face, a camera in front of my face, no, no silence is comfortable. All the silence must be filled. Why would I give anybody, including myself, three seconds to just think their thoughts? No, keep going. (laughs) And somehow, well, weirdly, I can open my mouth and words will sometimes just fall out. But it... Only when my mind has been kind of like going and I just have a bunch of thoughts in there, when it gets quiet in there, which I partially like but also it like freaks me out it is harder to just open mouth and let random words fall out so then there will be awkward silences while it mentally i'm then panicking so i'm like no we're not allowed to have silence we are allowed to have silence but yes i don't like it no the oldest um, he feels there should never be silence allowed um he once looked at me with the like most shocked look on his face when I said, when I explained what a comfortable silence was. I think as he's gotten older and medicated, he understands it more. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. But (laughs) yeah. 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 X, I get brief moments of a quiet mind and it's, it's both amazing and wonderful and also very confusing. 
because I usually get a quiet mind when I least need a quiet mind. <laughs> like, actually, I'm supposed to be thinking thoughts. Where did you go? Please come back. <laughs> and then my mind spins up again, often when I least need um, it to. And I'm like, oh, shit, I don't have time for this. Okay, Feng Shui asks, how to introduce a partner to the lifestyle, as in if they're first time to explore without scaring them? <laughs> it says, I think I'm kinky since birth, so I can't see from their perspective. So it's all about going slow and right. starting with if they have indicated, if you've had conversations about things they might be interested, whether that's sexually or just kink activities, things that intrigue them, things that they're like, oh, that might be interesting. Start wherever their greatest interest slash turn on slash this doesn't terrify me might be. So for some people, that's why we often talk about um, spanking as a, yeah. a gateway into kink because in sexual relationships, a partner will spank another partner consensually, one would hope. And next thing you know, they're like, wait, I'm kind of into this. Um, if it's about the power exchange, it might be, mm -hmm. oh, I want you to take control in this part of our sex life, the bedroom, the whatever. Yeah. And that's like their entry. But it all it also comes down, <clears throat> excuse me, to your approach. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if this person is, is kind of new, um, don't know much about the lifestyle, um, the easiest way to pretty much bring someone dead in their tracks is to go, you know, I really like spanking. I want you to put me over your knee and spank me. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that that's not really the best way to approach it. Um, you're better off kind of coming and saying, you know, I, I saw this thing about spanking and it kind of interests me. How do you feel about it? Right. And I think that's that's a big thing when you're talking about kink with a partner who does not necessarily have a background in it or has not yet completely expressed a bunch of interest in it. You introduce the topic and then ask them how they, like what they think, how they feel, and mm -hmm. then give them all the time they need to respond. That might be within the conversation, allowing there to be silence to give them time to think, and also letting them go away and think about it and come right. back at a later time to discuss it. One thing, and this is this is not just a shameless plug for ourselves, but it, I'm saying this because people have told me they did it. Um, <laughs> If you are consuming a piece of content, whether it's our podcast or something you saw on Instagram or whatever, whatever, that helps you explain the thing you're thinking about that you think is approachable to your partner, like it wouldn't scare them the fuck off, share that shit with them. I've had yeah. many people reach out to us and go, um, I had struggled with explaining this to my partner, whatever this might be, something we've talked about. I shared your podcast episode with them, you know, to, to help me explain it, to, to let them know what this thing is. And then I get people who are like, I started out listening to your podcast because um, I was figuring myself out. And then I got my partner to start listening and now we listen together and it lets us talk about stuff. So yes, we'd love it if it was our content, mm -hmm. but any kink content that you feel like is approachable that will not scare your partner off, you won't always know if it will or won't until you try get their permission, like, hey, do you mind if I send this to you? Would you would you take a listen to this? Or would you watch this for a couple minutes? Whatever, whatever. Um, that can sometimes open up conversations. Mm -hmm. um, 
it, it really is about going as slow as possible. But if you can start having the conversations and a partner shows interest in some facet or another, um, start with where they have the most interest because that's like the, the easiest entry point. They've already gone, hey, I'm kind of interested in that. So I'm less nervous than this random thing I've never heard of that I might be overwhelmed by the idea of it because I don't even know what it is. And this, this feels like more effort Any anything where you can reduce the effort on the, um, the ha- behalf of the other person as an entry point, I think is the best way. Yeah. So <sighs> there we go. Uh, if anybody has any other questions, uh, feel free, feel free. Uh, maybe for the next like two or three minutes, we will uh, have that mm-hmm. open and then we will, shut that down just um as a reminder we do a monthly live stream on the third friday usually it's the third friday of every month at 9 30 p.m eastern time um so um and we do a q a for that so if you're like i have questions but just not today try to tune into one of those live streams each month and we take questions there too mm-hmm. so anything else Mm. um i see the question even though we weren't tagged we'll make this our last question thank you gina did kayla have more involvement in scene planning in the beginning um in a way there were a lot in the beginning um what we did was i talked and gave examples of and showed in what in whatever manner necessary what I was interested in, what turned me on, what I'd like to try, right. what I didn't want to do, what I wasn't interested in, what I was like, that's a hard limit. Don't even bring that over here. And so it wasn't that I planned the scenes. It was more that we would have a lot of really explicit conversations. And when we when yeah. we were long distance and we were planning <clears throat> our, our meetups and our time together, we would spend a lot of time really kind of before getting together mm-hmm. in the lead up, we would spend a lot of time talking about what we were really interested in doing, what what we both would really like to do or experience. And that informed what we were gonna do when we right. were together. Um, you know, I, I had a little more experience already at that time mm-hmm. with certain things than you did. And uh, one of the ways that um, I, I helped Kayla become more comfortable and learn more was um, as her ta- one of her tasks that I would do for her was you know oh do you know anything about about this and she'd be like no not really like okay you have research project to do and you know in a week we're gonna get together and and um, you know talk about it right and then when we physically got together yeah we would uh, mm-hmm. often um, try it not not everything right away because some things required equipment we didn't have yet or whatever but you know yeah so in that way i was involved but i've never really not that i can think of ever like been involved in the planning okay we're going to do this we're going to do that for me some of the the fun is in the surprise element it's a feeling of Mm -hmm. that i do not have control and power because if you let me plan look i was an event planner for several years if you let (laughs) me plan something i will be taking it over i will have very exact ideas of what should happen there will be a clipboard involved and if we do not do things according to plan i will freak out so it's actually better for me (laughs) (laughs) also i don't want that decision making power because it's about 
having less, feeling like I have less control and power. That only works though, because I have all of the ability uh, to say, I like this, I don't like this. I can say it like two seconds before a scene starts, like, hey, uh, this is where I'm at right now. So I don't know what you got planned, but Mm -hmm. keep this in mind. We were in mid scene today. It was a delightful stainless steel dildo. Like it was, it was so nice, y'all. Um, and you were kind of at a weird angle, and yeah. I gave feedback mid scene of like, I see what you're doing here, but that's not working. That hurts. <laughs> right. Like we gotta switch angles here. Yeah. Um. So I don't need to plan it as long as I know mm-hmm. that everything I communicate will be taken into consideration, respected, heard, consent, you know, all that good stuff. Right. So yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Andre did ask a question that and said that we could save it for the bonus uh, section. So I'm happy to do that. So, okay. So, 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 thank you everybody right. for your questions, Some both good questions on Instagram and here on YouTube live chat. Uh, like I said, just a reminder. Um, and the next one, I think it's, I think it's the 21st of April. It might be the 20th. It's whatever the third Friday is mm-hmm. uh, 930 PM Eastern. We will go live here on YouTube um, and we do a Q&A as part of that. So yeah. that is a semi-regular way to get questions answered. Also, we do a Q&A just for our Patreon, Patreon, yes, for our Patreon, our kinky patrons mm-hmm. once a month as well. That's a thing you get if you join our Patreon. So um, yeah, we try to and make it easy for folks to ask us questions. Also, our inbox is always open. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't always answer as quickly as people might like, but yeah. So there we go. And if mm-hmm. you'd like to do a bonus section, I'm ready while I belch into the fucking microphone because I'm yes. a professional and a classy lady. You're such a delicate flower. De- yeah, delicate. That's that's <laughs> the word that immediately comes to everybody's mind. Yeah, I want to be, but I wouldn't know what the fuck to do with that. I'd probably get like bored. <laughs> like there's a part of me that wants to appear that way, but also, no, probably not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So are we good? (laughs) That is not for me to say. (laughs) Okay. Keep Keep it kinky, kinky, y'all. And we'll see you next week. Yes, baby girl. I think I allowed like two whole seconds of silence and didn't like freak out. You'll pay for that later. (laughs) (laughs) Wait for you to be writing. Can I talk to the crickets, please? Didn't you talk to them enough? There's no no such thing as enough. Never has been. Go ahead. Thank you. So the question Andre (laughs) said that we could save for the bonus, and we, I think, briefly kind of went over it last week, maybe, but I don't remember. What is time? What is my memory? (laughs) Uh, How did the 13-year-old's trip go? Not bad. The first day, the day he left was rough for everybody. I cried standing in the parking lot <laughs> where the yeah, big charter bus was. I was trying hard not to, but I was absolutely having the, is he going to be okay? Will he ask for help if he's not okay? You know, is anybody going to be mean to him? Like all of that stuff. Um, I didn't let him see that because I promise you, if he had seen that, he would have been like, I'm sorry, I guess I'm not going. Let me get back in the back seat of this car at 4.30 in the morning. Um he did nearly lose his wallet day one. Yeah. Uh, my over exuberance in buying him snacks uh, backfired because instead of making himself go order his lunch at the fast food place or get something, he was like, I just have snacks. I don't have to talk to a stranger and exchange uh, money for goods. Uh, I can just eat 
all of the food my mom sent with me. Um, so even though we had gone over how to deal with that, he was like, yeah, no, still uncomfortable not doing it. Uh, that first day was a bit rough. Uh, he did find his wallet. He His money was still in it. Thankfully, he dropped it on the bus and not like in a public space. Um, the only time I really heard from him uh, over the, the four days he was gone was when things were a little rocky. Either he was confused or he was annoyed or he thought something was going wrong. Um, and so that gave me the impression that he had had a miserable time. When he came home, though, we're like, so did you have a good time? He's like, yeah, I had a great yeah. time. I'm like, <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> he did say, I don't know if I want to do this next year. And I went, look, you don't have to decide now. But also, in my mind, I didn't quite tell him this. I was like, you've done it once. I don't care if you never do it again. Because now if you decide not to do it, you're making an informed decision. You know you're not, mm-hmm. you know, what you like and don't like. But he said right. he had a great time. Yeah. His roommates were quote, chill. I was like, okay. I said, that's a good thing, right? And he goes, yeah, that was a good thing. Uh, he had a couple of friends who like helped him out, hooked him up, like had his back. I was like, okay, good. Um, <laughs> he mostly just hated having to ride on the bus for umpteen hours to get there and get back. And he hated having to walk. I was like, okay. So much walking. Okay. So yeah, um, I'm glad he had the experience. Um, We'll see if he, you know, decides to do these kinds of things in the future. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. But. No, that was. That was it was good. It was rough that first day. It was also like nice because, yeah, we right. had to have him at the school at 430 in the morning. In the morning. We were at the Waffle House uh, eating at 515. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was our treat to ourselves for getting up at 3.30 in the morning. Um, but it was kind of cool, the the not having to do the back and forth um, pickup mm-hmm. for school drop off. And, right. um, you know, the the 17-year-old is, I mean, he's he's mature enough that in five months' time, we are willingly leaving him in an apartment in another city by his damn self. So right. clearly he's mostly fine. Uh so he doesn't really need mm. us. And we did get to, so the 13 year old is a very, very picky eater, um, which is fine. We've adjusted and adapted and it's fine. Um, but it meant that while he was gone, I'm like, wait, I can try recipes that I could never try with him. I'll try new recipes, but I have to make sure there's some element of it that he is at least willing to eat or he's eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich that he made himself at night. And I like, I like it when we eat as a family and whatever. So I try new things always keeping in mind what I know he'll eat if I take the sauce off or I don't yeah. make him eat the protein or whatever, whatever. This time we got to try shit that he would never have touched with a 10 right. foot pole. That was exciting. That, <laughs> I was like, yeah, look that at was, us. That was kind of The nice. three of us were having a good time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but yeah. We, we were having a culinary delight while he was we were, gone. We yeah. were, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> So it, I'm look, I'll tell you this because 17 year old's about to be a college freshman and an 18 year old and living in his own apartment. Oh mm-hmm. God, that freaks me out. Um, and so this time next year, if, if that band trip is an option, I'm going to let, he gets to make his own decisions because he's the one that's got to be on this trip for four days, but I am sure shit going to push like real hard. Like, don't, don't you want to go? Right. <laughs> your, your friends are going, you should go because you know what that would mean? That would be four days and three nights, completely child free. Completely. Could just walk around this fucking house naked if we wanted. 
Mm. Sleep as late as we want, stay up as late as we want, eat whatever the fuck we want. Like, whoo. Huh? I know. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it, it will be his decision. Yeah. So, uh, anything yeah. else you got for the bonus section? Um, I'm I'm doing okay. My my mood is starting to lift. If if today's uh, uh, dick down was any indication, yeah. I I think you're feeling something. Yeah, it was it was funny the other night. Um, we have kind of a ritual when the the youngest goes to bed. We all go in his room, and even Lola. Mm-hmm. comes in he like 13 he still likes to be tucked in and i'm gonna hold on to this until he yeah he gives it up so um in in the in the bedtime conversation the youngest goes well you know mr john is the most mentally stable of us all <laughs> and uh i looked at him and i said no that might have been true at one point but uh not so much not now. so much now there, there's a depression thing going on mm-hmm. and he looks at me and he goes no you are the happiest person i know <laughs> and i kind of looked at him and i was like masking my boy i know masking. we had a whole conversation about masking <laughs> which the kid i don't know how much he knows the term but he definitely yeah. knows the concept of so mm-hmm. yeah it's like yeah, our lives right now are very kid dominated. Uh, tomorrow, yeah. Thursday, the day after recording this, the day after the live stream, we're going to go uh, look at at least one apartment, maybe two, because we were trying to schedule for this weekend, not even yeah. thinking about it being Easter weekend and everything's fucking closed. So there's being some of it's being rescheduled, but we are mm-hmm. definitely looking at one apartment for yeah. the oldest. Mm-hmm. It is the least expensive one. So what I'm hoping is it's not ratty and terrifying because yeah. I would love for him to go. I could live here and be like, let's let's get the forms done because this is mm-hmm. the best price. That's the closest to the college that blah, 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 blah. Um, and then I don't have to think about this part anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. There's there's lots of parenting going mm-hmm. on right now. Mm-hmm. Um the oldest is got accepted into a band thing that he tried out for on a instrument that's not even his main instrument and he's in not only did he get into the thing he's like the first seat first chair he's like what the hell happened here and i'm like (laughs) maybe you're better than you give yourself credit for maybe all that hard work paid off um and then he's we're buying him the instrument he uses at school is a school instrument it's their property which he's allowed to use at no charge. Well, it's great, but he's got, he's going to college for this instrument. So he has to have one and we will be buying him one. Um, But we were, and he's known that those have been open conversations um, that'll happen in the next few weeks. Um, But now he's like, Oh, well I'm playing this other instrument. I need this. I need this. I need this. I'm like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. Whoa. We just finished having a conversation about the, what? $2,000 instrument we had we were buying you which yeah. is a bargain for what these mm-hmm. usually cost so you know we actually are getting a best price yeah. but kind, kind of like, told him you need to slow his roll and and uh get a job <laughs> yeah like you are too broke to be making these kinds of demands right go flip some burgers yeah um so yeah but and, uh, let's see what else 
Um, fingers healing up well. I'm just down to a Band-Aid most of the time. Yeah, I'm still not looking at it. Yeah, you're still not. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it, it's doing well. I, I still use the uh, what, what, what I call the finger condom mm-hmm. when I'm working out in the shop. If you're ever looking for it, the, on the box it's called a it's called tubular gauze. Yes. And every time I see the word tubular, I am a 80s child and I go tubular. And I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. I was raised, my most formative years are 80s and then into early 90s. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's handy. It, may, it oh, makes yeah. sense it, to have it, something it, like that. It is very finger. handy. I, I'm very glad that they have such a thing mm-hmm. because it's been very helpful to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, fur baby wise, um, that's they're they're doing good. Um, we have had Lola on a restrictive diet. Yep. And I've noticed that she has been uh, sleeping and laying around a lot. I think she's conserving energy. She knows her her food cons- allotment has been cut. <laughs> Yeah, not like drastically, drastically. No, no, We're just no, no, very no. conscientious of exactly how much she gets. And then her treats are like, she gets blueberries for me in the morning. She gets a bite of banana. She has to get the banana. That's, That's the, the banana, banana tax. tax. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Uh, there's. She could hear a banana peel from a mile away. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And she's getting a daily walk. Yeah. So. We, we see her hip dips again, but we saw her hip dips right before they told us she had gained another like seven pounds right. that we still don't know where the hell it came from. So, yeah. so um, yeah, we're, we're, she's doing good. Um, contacted the vet, talked with them yesterday and um, they are okay with us bringing her there to get on the scale so we can yeah. kind of see that we're, uh, you know, headed in the right direction with her. Mm-hmm. And uh, cats are doing good. Even the, the Even cat that's ours, but not ours. Once you name a cat, it's yours, but we, the, we're the, not letting the, her in the, the house. Young, the youngest and I have named her Cheddar. Mm-hmm. And um, she's got the cutest little chirp. I think I said this last week, the cutest yeah. little chirpy meow that just melts my fucking heart every time. Mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. like, yes, talk to me more, kitty cat. Let while well, I rub your butt and like and we keep uh, a brush that the, neither of uh, Ella or Onyx it was too big for them and they didn't yeah. really like it. So we never used it. Well, we have it and she's a long haired cat. And so it now lives outside and she gets brushed periodically right. and she. She, she loves it. She, I was brushing the top of her head, and she just pushed her head into yeah. the brush like more I, of I, this. I bitch. I was very shocked. Um, it it took Onyx a little while for me to, you know, really give her good brushing. Mm-hmm. Now now you know that she has grown accustomed. She demands it every night. Oh yeah, yeah. And she's got the raspy third shift uh, Denny's waitress, Denny's waitress voice. Two yeah. Two packs a day for forty years. Voice. <laughs> Yeah, but and then there's and there's Cheddar who's outside going mew mew mew, and she's just dainty and precious. Yeah, uh, she's also a little fucking hellion because I'll brush her. I'll get all I can't get the dirt out of her. Her paws are always filthy because she lives outside. But I'll get like the shrubbery out of her, and she'll be yeah. all floofy and beautiful. And then two minutes later, you see her rolling around in the dirt in yeah. the grass, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, well, okay. I would love, love, love to 
bring her in. But before we would bring her in, we would take her to the vet, yeah. have her tested, have her whatever, whatever. There is no funds for that. So right now no. she's an outdoor cat that's getting fed twice a day, mm-hmm. loved on by everybody in the house, um, brushed occasionally. And that's that's what we can and, do. And, and I, I think this is hilarious. When we walk Lola in the evening mm-hmm. after dinner, um, she follows along. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. walks with us. Not not close. No, because Lola intimidates but, um, her. Yeah, L- her Lola does intimidate her a little bit. But you know, while we're walking Lola in 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 the street, um, Cheddar is walking through the yards mm-hmm. parallel mm-hmm. to us, mm-hmm. <laughs> and she follows us up, and she follows us back. Mm-hmm. And and one thing has been helpful with that, um, with her doing that, it keeps Lola. Lola wants someone or something to pursue. A person on a bicycle, perfect. Two or three people on their own walk in the evening, great. A cat, OMG. Uh, JB does her leash and I swear he's gonna take flight at some point. He's gonna be a kite um, if she gets enough Mm -hmm. uh, momentum going. Yeah. Um, But yeah. (laughs) So. Ooh. Thank you, Mr. Spock. Mr. Spock says, I hesitate to even offer the suggestion. No, no, don't hesitate. (laughs) Uh, Talk to your rescues. Twice one of ours has funded getting a clearly adoptable slash fosterable stray vetted and treated for us to take in. That's that's a thought. I know. We want a second (coughs) dog and no, we can't afford one. So we keep talking about fostering a second dog. And and here's the thing. I, you know, um, I mentioned this to Kayla a few times about a second dog. I, I really think a, a second dog would do wonders for Lola. Probably somebody a little bit younger than her. A little, or at least a more energy. Bit, a little bit younger. Um, you know, because I, I see how she reacts when she sees other dogs. Mm-hmm. You know, she gets all excited and playful. And her, you know, she does that house hippo but wiggle with the you know with the she's tail she's desperate to make friends yes mm-hmm. yeah I so so I, I i think for her and i and i think that would be um you know something to that would get her a little more active mm-hmm. too i know i know and if we foster we know who we would foster with yes because it's where absolutely. we adopted from for for a dog mm-hmm. um they would cover all expenses. The obligation, though, is you have to go to the vet, their vet, and their adoption stuff, which is, it works out because it's the same city where the oldest will be going to college. True, 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 true. So mm-hmm. we would have an excuse to go, you know, see him and, you know, whatever, whatever. And if we, I have a feeling we'll fall in love with just about any damn dog, but we could foster multiple times until they get adopted out or eventually if you know, we fall in love with one and can actually afford it we yeah. foster fail mm-hmm. um <laughs> but <laughs> so yeah yeah and in the live chat talking about mr spock says shouldn't everyone have an orange cat i do not regret adopting onyx i'm glad that that we have her oh yeah because if nothing else she's a fucking character but I do regret that I did not push more to also get the really cuddly orange cat because we weren't going to do two. Right. We're like, no, no, that's too much. We fucking should have. But 
There was Onyx, who was just super playful and super inquisitive and jet ass fucking black, and right, I was in right. love with her. But then there was this giant orange cat who was yeah. clearly a potato and just wanted to lay in somebody's arms. If I remember correctly, I'm he was an elder. I'm still sad we yeah, did not get him. I know. I would have. I wanted both. I wanted both. <laughs> both. Yeah. So yeah, it's very much our our. While we've got you know fuckery going on scheduled once a week on Wednesdays, and that's a a definite highlight. Our lives right now are more consumed with the family stuff, like yeah. what's going on in our household. Mm-hmm. We are going to be patching up part of our fucking fence in the next couple weeks yeah we've got to pressure wash the house in the next few weeks we're mm-hmm. do like and then it's like the kids are doing stuff and the animals and it's like that's yep. kind of our focus mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. excuse me so yeah. we're very boring in these bonus sections unless you too are a cat loving dog loving mm-hmm. person who has to you know keep children alive until they can yeah. keep themselves alive <laughs> kind of deal. like mm-hmm. right. <laughs> so Anyway, mm. uh, have you got anything else? I think that's that's about it. It's a rare occurrence, but I do feel a little talked out. I think wow. it's because I I need a snack and a drink is, is what that's about. Mm-hmm. But, you know. mm-hmm. So, mm. yeah. okay, I think it's enough for this week. Yeah, we'll be back next yep. week to mm-hmm. do it all over do again. It all over again, and then we will have had adventures in touring uh, apartments, apartments in a college town. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm prepared for all of them to be rejected and for us to have to keep going, hoping at least one is like a, yeah, let's do this. And then we can I can cross this off my fucking list. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, would yeah, be nice. It would be nice. Yep. So, OK, we're right. going to go. Thanks mm-hmm. for sticking with us to the bitter end. Thanks for being here in the mm-hmm. first place. Uh, we appreciate you. Mm, excuse me. We're going to belch into microphones. <laughs> uh, yeah. Love ya. Bye. Bye.